I'm Logan Crawford, and right now on Spotlight, from the pinnacle of corporate success to the vortex of social media infamy, Des Haig's candid memoir, 15 Minutes of Shame, How a Twitter Mob Nearly Ruined My Life, offers a harrowing glimpse into the dark side of the digital age judgment. This isn't just a tale of one man's rise and fall and hard-won redemption. It is a call to confront the mob mentality that thrives within today's cancel culture. We're delighted to have this very talented author join us here today on Spotlight. We thank our team at Atticus Publishing for helping us put him in the spotlight today. And we ask viewers like you to support writers like him by subscribing to our channel, more importantly, purchasing this very important book. The links are below this interview. Des, thanks so much for joining us here today. Pleasure to be here, Logan. Thanks for the invite. My pleasure. Let's start out by giving the folks at home a scene setter. What happened to you on Twitter that it nearly ruined your life? Well, it wasn't obviously a moment that I, I, I would ever want anybody to go through. Um, I was uh, in Vancouver. I was walking a friend's dog. Um, the dog uh, saw something behind me, bolted around, uh, pulled the leash so it dislocated two of my fingers. And I stood there trying to move the dog who wouldn't move. And quite candidly, I had to pick the dog up and start moving with the dog because I didn't want to hurt the animal, of course. And as I got into the elevator, I was trying to move the dog again and it did not stop. And so I nudged it in. I'm, I'm a soccer player. I was accused of Twitter of beating a dog. I nudged the dog with my foot three times. The dog was wearing a, 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 a body harness, Logan. So I couldn't have hurt that dog if I had swung it around in, on my head. So when I pulled the dog up by the leash, I was trying to show who's in command. You know, I, I'm not a dog owner at the time. I, I, I've not, you know, and I was trying to manage the situation. And it got live on Twitter by a scrupulous, you know, terrible individual who uh, wanted to get his boss fired. Uh, he's just, he's, you, can't, you can't make this stuff up, Logan. Yeah. And this video clip, without any context, went public. It was fueled by the British Columbia Society of Protection of Cruelty to Animal, who, when they saw it was a white, young, rich CEO was just gleefully saying, we're going to make him the poster child. Nothing I could do. You know, I offered to, to help and raise significant amount of money. I, I knew it wasn't my most proudest moment, but it wasn't something that I would ever want to see anybody, even my worst enemy, have to go through the complete obliteration of decades of doing good for my community and helping people in need. You can't apologize, Logan. Yeah. They don't accept an apology. I love the article that came out from Dolly Parton yesterday where she stated, we have to cancel cancel culture. If God can forgive, why can't I? Exactly. And I, I look at it and think, man, uh, how crazy a world do we live in where your moments could not ever get redemption. Exactly. And something, again, I, you know, the, the animal was never harmed. That's the other thing. It was, as I said, nudging. They made it seem like I'd actually crucified at the animal and, and hurt it. It was, it was obscene. Exactly. And we all have moments in our life that 
if just photographed at the right time would make us look bad. Right. I mean, we might all argue with a server at a restaurant. We might all, you know, tug the dog harder because he bit you or kept on snapping at, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, these are just human emotions and human things. And the fact that the Twitter mob or the Facebook mob or the social media mob acts as judge, jury, and executioner, and you never get a chance to clear your name. It's like, where do I get my reputation back after something like this? There's really no one to sue. You would right. think there would be. I mean, you would think that the platforms disseminating libelous things against you would be held accountable, but they're not. So, you know, it's it's a horrible thing that at any dark moment in our lives, right. somebody picks this up and, and records it and you're done, you know? And so what's your cautionary tale? What's the moral that you have for the folks at home who are watching? How can you protect yourself against something like this? Well, well, I think there's there's a couple of points, Logan. First and foremost, um, life is about the power of resilience. So the message that I want to send to people is, and it's a Churchill quote, no matter how bad it is, you're going to get through it. Just keep belief in yourself. And it's hard at times when you've got 100,000 screamers coming to you at Twitter. My wife was, you know, threatened by Twitter. We were doxxed. I didn't even know what doxxed was. Uh, we know where you live. It was cut out in newspapers like the clippings. We know where you live. You are not safe. She's going through breast cancer and she's having those type of threats. My son, who was going to college at the time, he was moving to Paris that next week when this all went down, he was physically attacked by one of these lunatics. So I, I think the, the most important thing is it really is about you've got to have resilience in life. It, you didn't get to where you are, Logan, on a straight line to success. Right. We all have, exactly, yeah. we all face adversity. You know, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. So get your mind right that you can overcome and never let your worst moments define you. Yeah. They should be there to evolve you to kind of encourage you and fuel you to be better. I think the other thing about Twitter, about how do you protect yourself? I don't want to say don't do bad things because even my incident, it was completely taken out of context. Right. Right. It was, it was an innocent thing. It wasn't right. a bad thing. It just right. made to look like a bad thing. Exactly. So I don't know how you can protect that other than have confidence that you're going to have friends and people around you who know who you are. Unfortunately for me, I was the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. I was hung, you know, judged, you know, and quartered and hung before I could even blink. Uh, it's such, you know, my, 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 my biggest learning, I suppose, when you ask it, what can you do is we have to understand all of us step back and say, social media platforms, when they were first created, were created to do good. It was connect you with your family. Mm -hmm. See a friend who you haven't seen in 30 years. Oh my God, how you doing? Meet a, meet a loved one from around the world. Whatever that is, keep in contact. Talk about sports with people. It mm -hmm. was about connectivity in the positive way. What Twitter and the social media companies unfortunately have done, they do incredible harm. Mm -hmm. they, they allow rage to exist. They're, in fact, their entire platform is built on clicks. And it's built on eyeballs and you get eyeballs through love or even more powerful hate. So get hate stories out there as often as you can 
And they're going to be, unfortunately, sadly, I believe that's their game. So we have to step back and say, just like we used to do pre-social media, get all the facts. Mm. Don't react. If you react to everything that's out there, you're schizophrenic. So we've got got a responsibility to say, pause, look 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 at the incident, get all the information, then make the determination. Bad things need to have punishment. Out of context, things need to be understood. But unfortunately, the other bad thing we need to understand about Twitter, particularly Twitter, is the mob go after everybody associated with them, Logan. Mm -hmm. So it went after all the boards I was on, not-for-profit boards. I'm helping kids overcome uh, football concussions, buying helmets, putting jerseys in, and they wanted me fired from that. They know no end. Their end result is we're going to burn you in the digital square. You're going to sit there and suffer. It's like almost, I I don't know if you've read the book, read it recently, Bill O'Reilly's about the witches in Salem. Right. We are the latter day witch hunts. That's what social media does. and, And everybody's scared to stand up and be reasonable because they're scared of being cancel themselves it's a very tricky situation and time that we live in logan it really is i mean it's just incredible um and you're right you're afraid to defend people who have been absolutely canceled you know armand hammer the actor armand yes. hammer yep. you know he said to his girlfriend and i'm sure it's a joke that he wanted to barbecue her toes and eat them and because <laughs> of that he is called a cannibal. Read right. the lurid and real life cannibalistic right. text messages sent to a former girlfriend by a one-time Hollywood heartthrob. I mean, and then you read it. I'm like, this guy really wasn't eating anyone. This is craziness. And now he's selling timeshares in the Caribbean because he can't work as an actor. I mean, that's the age we're living in. What was it like for you rebuilding your life after your uh, reputation was uh, destroyed? Well, I got to tell you, for the longest time, Logan, I actually shrunk into a shell. Yeah. I uh, I was a walking zombie. I mean, in my life, uh, and, and thanks for the plug on the book, by the way, in mm-hmm. my life, I grew up in a very hostile environment, beaten daily for six years by my stepmother, badly hospitalized stitches, had almost a frying pan thrown on me pretty bad times protecting my brothers. I've been raped when I was 17. I've been homeless. I've been through the gauntlet, what I thought was the worst hell a human being could live through. And it was nothing, nothing to nine to, to the almost decade-long barrage of Twitter. It happens still today. I get people constantly uh, when I send out a tweet or I send out a message or I send out a press release, they're hounding me, they're hounding my family. It's a sick world. So the consequences, I, I allowed myself to shrink back into a shell. I thought I could deal with everything and I, and I was wrong. I had to get, for the first time in my life, some real help for my head. I needed a shrink to say, help me through it because I thought I was, I thought, honestly, I thought I was broken. There was right. something like when you, you like my, I'm turning on the engine and it's not firing. I fell in a very dark place. I 
probably drank a little bit too much, if I'm being honest. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't nice to myself. I couldn't forgive myself. And I, I got to tell you, with the love of my family and my friends and my network, a very few in my network, because hundreds ran to the hills yeah. because they're worried about their own cancellation. And I get that to a degree, but I think we have to stand up. And then, and then it's really been a slow build, Logan. It's been, I, I, uh, I believe I was born to run businesses mm-hmm. and help people achieve their success. And so I spent a lot of time with mentoring, opening startups, uh, obviously wrote this book, which was very therapeutic, but it's been a nine years long journey. And I don't want any, uh, any illusions. Nobody should have to go through that. Nobody who does normal things taken out of context. Obviously, evil people. It's a different story, but there's graduations of punishment. Did you speed in your car and get a speeding ticket? Did you get a parking ticket? Did you have vehicular manslaughter? Or did you do worse? You can't all get death by social media, Twitter assassins for a speeding ticket violation. Exactly. Exactly. I see onwards written on your wall. (laughs) Is uh, that kind of become your uh, mantra at this point? Jenny, it's really funny, Logan. I've had that mantra for 20 years. Every company I've run at the end of the week, I would always sign off my emails. I would always sign off my text onwards. It's something I fundamentally believe in. You, you're going to go through hell, just keep going. It's going to get better. Just have belief, keep moving. And that's the, um, that I'm working on my second book now, which is uh, a leadership, a thought leadership book, which is Thinking Your Way to the Top, which will be released next September. But the onward sign is for my business podcast that I'm, that I'm in the process of uh, producing now, working with weekly business leaders, talking about how we can succeed, how we can help others, how we can be a force for good. So that'll be my next venture. Wonderful. Well, lots of great luck with that. <laughs> and lots of good luck with your book, 15 you. Minutes of Shame, How a Twitter Mob Nearly Ruined My Life. It is Des Haig's real-life account of how an innocent thing was misconstrued by a Twitter mob, and they ruined his life, at least for nine years in part, uh, to the point where you know he was driven to depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, And like he said, occasionally he probably had too much to drink because uh, he felt like all of the world was against him. Uh, I can't imagine being in those shoes. Um, And for whatever reason, social media platforms bring out the darkest in human beings. They will say such Mm -hmm. vile things to people while tapping away on a keyboard as opposed, they wouldn't dream of saying that to your face. And it's a shame that somebody like yourself, a person of character like yourself, would have to defend their reputation right? because your reputation should speak for itself. So I wish you a lot of luck in spreading this good word. It's an important book, and uh, hopefully it makes people stop, think, listen, and evaluate before they read that clickbait headline. Des, thanks so much for joining us on Spotlight. My pleasure, Logan. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Pleasure is all mine. To the folks at home, I'm Logan Crawford thanking you for your time this time until next time on Spotlight.